The way this works is how it works. I ask what I ask and you mustn't think it is to hurt you. It's to ensure you are who we think you are. First question then, easy enough. Tell me about your politics, specifically your thoughts on British foreign policy, historically and presently. The interrogations began during the frosty mornings of January and continued until the blossoms had blown across Whitehall to sink into the Thames. I'd been working as a civil service fast stream graduate for just over a year and I was being promoted to a posting which required me to be allowed access to exceptionally secret information. I had to be vetted. I agreed to be vetted by a developed vetting officer via in-person interviews over an unspecified period of time. I wanted to be promoted. I wanted to progress. I wanted to get to the top of an establishment that had shunned people like me for its entire existence. I didn't want to interrogate the reasons why I wanted this or even why it had shunned people like me. It was easier, more proactive to just get in and get on with it, change things from the inside, be the loud new voice that could no longer be ignored, ruffle feathers with the security of monthly PAYE and a pension scheme. But watching winter turn to spring behind the head of a posh white Englishman in the cliched costume of a belted beige mac and stiff collar shirt was not easy at all. Every question he asked made me see myself anew through his eyes, Eyes I'd never had to directly face, with office clothes on anyway, but ones which I'd always been creating myself to be seen by, piece by piece, in one way or another. Knowing my creation would always be a reproduction, never an original, but striving anyway. Covering the cracks, hoping this papier-mâché version of me would eventually have enough layers that nobody, not even an interrogator at the centre of recent history's control room, would find their way to the core. Perhaps he didn't. But what he, or at least his questions, definitely did do was spark my own internal interrogation. One which would last much longer than the few months he was granted to make his conclusions as to whether who I was, and who I had been, could be signed off as suitable enough for who I wanted to become. I didn't want to be a spy. Not really. I may have wanted to be Jennifer Garner as Agent Bristow in J.J. Abrams' ABC action series that began in 2001, Alias. But I didn't want to be a real-life, paper-pushing, Western supremacy-upholding intelligence officer for a United Kingdom that told me through multiple channels of communication that it didn't trust me because I was poor, I was a woman, a potential Islamic extremist and or harbourer of Islamic extremists, and though I was British, I also came from another country, Egypt, a country seen as colonially inferior yet full of pride and anti-colonial dissent, so therefore suspicious. I didn't want to be a spy, which if I was granted top-secret clearance could be one eventual role of many. So what did I want? I was midway through an MA in International Politics and Diplomacy at London University's SOAS, School of Oriental and African Studies, when I decided to apply to the FAST stream. The FAST stream is the UK Civil Services Graduate Scheme, which, as its name suggests, fast-tracks employees to senior positions across government. It is one of the most popular and competitive schemes in the country. 
with an average of 40,000 applicants applying for fewer than 1,000 jobs per year and annually appearing in The Times' top 10 of graduate employers. In 2006, the year that I joined, there were 11.1% of successful applicants who came from an ethnic minority background. This was a 4% rise on the previous year, and I was told many times that I had been part of the first intake which had the informal aim of diversified recruitment. Despite various schemes since then, in 2019 the figure was 13.5%, with zero successful applicants from an Arab background or even an other mixed background, the two imperfect boxes I would have ticked at the time. 13 years later, zero. Unfortunately and counterproductively, there's no intersectional data available, but the last available report shows that those from lower socioeconomic backgrounds comprised under 4% of successful applicants during the years 2013 to 16, rising to 7% and 8% for the following two years a doubling that is still way off the mark but means around 80 people from this background per year beginning a career path to senior civil service rank rather than the 30 or so out of 1,000 in the years before then. The rise can be attributed to schemes such as diversity internships and summer programmes, inviting underrepresented young people to spend time in a civil service department before applying for the fast stream. Marketing was also overhauled to reach a wider audience outside of graduate fairs and broadsheet supplements. The figures on this strand of diversity aren't available at all for 2006, and that was long before they had any specific schemes to encourage and enable those from any marginalised background to apply, let alone succeed. In 2006, I was told they were becoming more aware of ensuring their graduates represented a wider mix of universities and backgrounds than usual, but without official targets. I imagine the figure would be no higher than 2% for those of a lower socioeconomic background being offered a role for that year's intake, me and perhaps a dozen others. Wherever I'd previously worked, and whatever new worlds I'd found myself in, there had always been people from a similar socioeconomic background around me. Even if it took a while to find them, we would always end up connected somehow, even if only through a knowing nod and smile. I did find those few graduates eventually and one of them remains a great friend today. But he is a man and white English. To be the only female Arab, the only Middle Easterner, the only mixed Muslim heritage graduate from a lower socioeconomic background in a group of 1,000 young people in my own city, London, was surreal to say the least. It was such a sudden and vicious shift to find myself existing purely in opposition and it forever changed how I saw myself in my homeland. A home